When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What, Tottenham? Tottenham. Don't be a Clottenham. You want goals? Tottenham's got the... Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. I'm saying Tottenham very, very often. Hot shot. Give them all you got. Let me make it plain. Tottenham are the kings. The kings of White Hart Lane. Hello, welcome to another episode of Top 10 Tottenham. Thank you so much for uh, downloading us, streaming us, finding us again. Uh, Our guest on today's show might not be known to to some of you listeners, but certainly a lot of hardcore fans will know this man, a historian on the club. Not many people can say they've missed only three home games since 1982 he's been on the show on the Spurs show many many times always very insightful really knows the history of the club you know where we've come from where we should be uh Kevin Hill joins us how are you Kevin yeah hi Mike nice to nice to be on again lovely to have you on that is why is it three home games you've missed and why did you miss those three games presumably some major things happened yeah they they were um getting married and funerals <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> I mean, how how can you marry someone and they pick a Spurs home game? Unbelievable! What 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 was the game that What was the game on your wedding day? You, you won't believe it. It was Spurs five QPR nil, fifteenth really? September eighty four. Wow! Um, and I got married in Aberdeen. I married an Aberdonian, right? And um, it, it, as is normal at a wedding in Scotland. The minister or the vicar, we call it, uh, is at the top table and, and gives a speech. Well, nobody would tell me the score. Wow. And uh, the vicar get, gives a speech before uh, the groom and the best man, etc. And at the end of his speech, he said, and by the way, Kevin, he said, Spurs won 5-0 and Aberdeen won 5-0. Amazing. Didn't believe a word of it. Took the wife over the threshold, <laughs> the bedroom. She's gone through. I'm on Spurs line. Spurs line. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh wait. No, oh wait. Nine eight or whatever it was. <laughs> but all the news from the club you adore and all that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was. It was five nil. And uh, yeah, that was one of them I missed. So, uh, but uh, it, it's just a thing I've had for. I, I, I don't know. It's just. Um, it, it, it's it, it's uh, a nonsense in my own head about I can't miss home games. Yeah. And uh, that's 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 the way it's gone. Holidays are arranged around it, and everything else. When you met your wife and it started getting seriously, how, how did you broach the subject? Look, there's there's someone else in my life that always will be in my life, and everything has to work around. How, how did that go down? <laughs> um, like a lead balloon, <laughs> as you can imagine. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was a it was a it was a conversation that lasts about five seconds. And by the way, I go to football every week. <laughs> oh, Funny enough, when when I met her, I was actually playing. I was kicking the ball around non-league, right. and um, I I I don't know. It, again, it was 
I, I was doing okay, and 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 I, I just thought so I, I just can't stay away from Spurs, mm. so I stopped playing. Yeah. And that was that, really. Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> well, look, you've got some wonderful picks here, uh, some some greatest hits, as we say, but stuff here that uh, I'm fascinated to hear about. Uh, the first one, I, I, unfortunately, I couldn't find the clip anywhere. Twenty uh, second of March, nineteen sixty nine. Your first game at White Hart Lane. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. It was my the day of my eighth birthday, actually. And I'd, I'd been badgering my father uh, to, to take me. So he was my going. Was, he was going previously to you. Not really. Um, no. He was not a great football fan, would you believe? Right. Um, albeit he was a Spurs man. Yeah. And you know he'd always tell me the story of. Um, uh, I went to Spurs in the second division and there were 70-odd thousand in the ground. And uh, he always picked the game out, Spurs QPR, I think it was 1948. Um, and right enough, when I look it up, there was 70-odd thousand in the ground for a second division fixture. Um, you know, and that, that, that was sort of my father's um, my father's thing to tell me that story. But I'd been badgering mum and dad uh, as a young boy. I, I, I want to go, I, I, you know, some of my friends are going to, uh, to, to Spurs. Um, can we go? Can we go? Well, where, where were you brought up? Where, where were you living? Uh, in Hertfordshire. I've lived, okay. lived in the same house with my parents who are unfortunately no longer with us. But um, I can remember the, the, the morning and an envelope came through the door and um, my, my Mother gave it to me, actually. She said, open that. There's another present for you. And I opened it, and there were two West Stand Upper tickets for the match. And because uh, I was sort of tickled pink, and um, there, there we are. The, 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 the tickets arrived, and I, I didn't notice at the time, but it said Rose Ed. You know, we went we went to the game, and I, I noticed on the bottom of the, um, the tickets, the printers were Tommy Knights, Thomas Knight. Uh, printers yes. who were in Hoddesdon, which is where where I'm from, and they also printed the programmes for many years. But yeah. uh, I, I can remember arriving to the ground and seeing the old West Stand, and and um, we went up the steps because we were in the West Stand upper tier, and the big Tottenham Hotspur sign. And I thought, I'm, I'm here, I'm really here, you know. It's uh, I can't believe it. And uh, anyway, found a way to the seat. And we were right enough, right at the very back, by the windows mm-hmm. at the back of the old West End, for those yeah. old enough to remember. Yeah. Um, we were in row Z. But um, <laughs> a, a few rows down from us, that was a friend of the family. And um, I think I might have told you this before, Mike, but um, uh, it turns out it was a friend of the family whose uncle was groundsman of the Spurs. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he'd been on the 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 uh, ground staff since the forties and became um, uh, groundsman. And I mean, he was head chief groundsman, I think, for twenty five years, all throughout the double years mm-hmm. and, and everything else. But um, at, at this time, this is where my father had got the tickets from. Right, um, I see. Lo and behold, to me. But this this friend of the family he was a few rows down. And we were sort of having a little chat and whatever. And um, and I can always remember the pitch for that first game. It, it, it was literally Blackpool Pleasure, Pleasure Beach <laughs> with two green strips. <laughs> so if you were a winger, you were okay, yeah. or maybe a fullback. But uh, it, it was it was just sand because yeah. um, this was March time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and I mean, soon after this. Um, uh, Uncle Henry, as he is known, Henry Naylor, who, who was the groundsman, he he, he uh, had health issues and um, literally had to stand down. Well, after a, a, a year, I think it was the early 70s, after the semi-final was played at Spurs in uh, the Chelsea-Watford game, I think right. that was 70-71. If anyone YouTubes that, you will see White Hart Lane like it was, mm. and it was absolutely horrendous. Well, they called him back in, Uncle Henry. Mm-hmm. Can you come back? Do you feel okay? They made them absolute balls of the pitch while you've, uh, right. you know, while you've been off ill. Mm. So, so that was that. But um, no, but going back to that actual game, being um, my first game, and that's why I picked it. I saw Greaves, Jennings, Knowles playing that game, and and to this day, I, uh, you know, three of my five. Top heroes, I suppose. Um, what I find interesting when I look this game up, and and I, I to this day I I can't place him. 
we won. We beat Chelsea one 0 and the score was Johnson. Who That's was right. Johnson? Obviously, someone who clearly didn't play that much. No, Neil Johnson. Neil Johnson. I, I think he played right. twenty odd times, and uh, he was a little pocket battleship winger. Right. Um, I, I think he was from the sort of Lincolnshire area, but uh, you know, he'd, he'd been on the, um, the on, on the staff uh, for, for quite a while, but. You know, there's an eight-year-old. I turned out. I didn't know who he was either. But mm. um, now he he actually got the the last. Goal. I've got photographs of it from 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 programs, and uh, it, it was a, a close in affair. But it was in the sort of dying minutes, the last ten minutes of the match, right. nil nil, and, and and he scored. And um, you just remember the you remember the old West End mark with the uh, the timber floors yes. and and um, you know the the. The bashing of feet mm. and when there was a corner and yeah, that sort of thing, but I can remember everybody, you know, jumping up and and you know we'd scored and then I couldn't see anything <laughs> as an eight year old and uh, that was me. I, was was I mean, you know. what, what I like about your second choice is it's not an actual game. It's from 1970 and it's to do with Ron Henry, who was obviously a Tottenham fullback and stayed at the club behind the scenes for a long time. And the White Hart Lane ball court. So, so what, 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 what's this memory? Yeah, this was, uh, you know, something a bit off the wall, I suppose. But I was invited to um, watch a training session in, in, in the ball court as a young lad. It was about 1970, I think. And uh, a friend of mine, Brad Matthews, um, who, who a number of, a few years after emigrated to, to Australia, his father had some intro through the nursery business flower growing with Ron Henry right which was sort of part of his um uh, his working life after football I think and um yeah so he, he, he said you know there's a few of you lads would you like to come along um, and watch a watch a training session so it's, I suppose it was the schoolboys or whatever right. in the ball courts so again we arrived there was the west stand a year or so later after I'd first seen it but of course, there was nobody, you know, anywhere to be seen. It was, you know, it it was empty. And um, as I say, there's the big sign again. Up the steps we go, and uh, met by somebody. It was obviously a long time ago. I can vaguely remember. But we were then taken. Um, first thing, we were taken into the stadium, totally empty. Mm. And um, there was a guy running around the uh, the. Um, Regra on the, on the the outskirts of the pitch there, and uh, it turned out it was John Pratt, JP, okay. and uh, you know, he was in his um, uh, drill top and whatever, and uh, we just watched him, you know, do do sort of laps of the pitch, if you like, and uh, you know, I was sort of in awe. Oh, there, there's a there's a mm. player, and you know, and 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 uh, how how great the stadium looked, and um, anyway, the the guy then took us down, and then and took us into the ball courts and there was a, a bit of a game going on between the between the youngsters. Um, and uh, there, there was a, a, a few of them, I remember, and we were sort of behind, if anyone's ever been into, <coughs> excuse me, into the old um, uh, ball court at White Hart Lane under the old West Stand. I mean, it was just a concrete um, warehouse almost, really. But there was sort of five-a-side goals at each end and we were, position beside one of them and a few of the lads were messing around and and uh, sort of playing keepy uppy when they shouldn't have been and uh, and whatever and um, anyway Ron Henry um, called everybody in and <clears throat> these two lads I remember were, were still messing around so he said no come on get round me get round me so everybody sort of gathered round and we were just sort of listening in as it were and uh, there was still one lad left that he was still messing around with the ball and, and, and whatever. And uh, it, it, I forget what the lad's name was. It doesn't matter. But he, he called him in and he said, right, he said, I've told you three times. He said, enough's enough now. He said, what do you think you were doing anyway? And uh, he, he said, just, just practising the skills, practising the skills. And he, he said, practising your skills? And then all of a sudden, he put his hand in his pocket, Ron Henry. There is a similar story to this, by the way, by Dave Mackay. But this was, this was Ron Henry. And uh, into his pocket he goes, and uh, he brings out a sixpence, a, a tanner. And uh, he's sort of shown it to the lads. Look, this is the sixpence. 
you're practicing your skills some, were you? He said, yeah. He said, well, watch this one. Anyway, he flicked the sixpence up, and obviously it went heads, tails, heads, tails, and, you know, I can tell the story, make it sound good. It hit the ceiling and then came down. It didn't quite, but it seemed like that. And uh, he then just stuck out his left foot, and it was dead on his on on, on his plimsoll that he was, he was wearing, Ron Henry. He then flicked it up, put it in his hand, and into his pocket. And he said, "That's practicing your skills, son." And it, and it just—it's always—it's always stuck with me. And uh, you know, everyone's looking around in awe at him, you know. But uh, as I say, there is a similar story with Dave Mackay right. in, in the ball court and the sixpence. That's right. It's obviously a, it's obviously a party trick amongst the players from that era. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Now, your first away game, your third memory. Now, I did find footage of this, an old movie tone footage, but there was no sound. So for the sake of uh, uh, a podcast, utterly pointless, wonderful footage for anyone who wants to go and look at it uh, on movie tone on YouTube. It was uh, 26th of February, 1972. The FA Cup fifth round at Goodison Park. Your first away game, we won 2-0 Gilzine and Peters. What was that like? Uh, so you're about 11 years old now, 11, 12 years old. That must have been uh, right. that must be something going yeah. to your first away game. It, it, it was, yeah. Again, up uh, uh, with, with, the, with this, the same parent took us, actually, up, up in, a, uh, in a Cortina estate, I remember. And I always remember uh, breaking down outside Stoke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There was three of us lads in the back, and and the parents of, of my friend Brad in the uh, in the front there driving. So we broke down in Stoke, and it ended up an eight-hour journey. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, eventually, we reached the Liverpool area, went went to park up, and the normal story, which many people could tell at the time, Mister Mister, can I look <laughs> after your car? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I can always remember Ron, the the, uh, the, the lad's uh, father. Um, I don't know. He gave them gave them something, and and even at that time of life, you're thinking, will the car still mm. be there on the way back? But yeah. um, fortunately, it actually was. But uh, but 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 that was that. So we got into got into the ground. We were in the the, the upper the upper tier, um, almost on the halfway, and we had great seats and. Uh, Mum had uh, packed me off with a flask of tomato soup and sandwiches. And uh, I always remember, it's funny how music sort of um, stays in your mind at sort of good moments in in, in your life. And uh, and at that time, it just stayed with me over the tannoy was Paul Simon, Mother and Child Reunion. Um, obviously, some of the youngsters are go what, but uh, yeah, that, that that's what was that's what was coming over. The ground was filling up, and I can remember thinking, "My God, all those Spurs fans—they've travelled eight hours like we have." Um, they were in the park end, which was slightly different to to, to it, um, it is today. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was fifty thousand there for for the game um, and fifth round. And you know, it, it was it was just just wonderful thinking. You know, I'm I'm sort of part of this now. I'm Absolutely. going to away games as well as yeah. as well as you know, first team games. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, it was it was a great memory. It's, all, it's always stayed with me. And 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 again, you know, there there were some great players in that side, um, in that '72 side. And you know, Cyril, Pat, Gilly, Chiv. You know, again, names that have have sort of stayed the test of Tottenham history, really. Absolutely. I mean, I mean your next one is is, is one I, I, I do remember. Uh, it was the, 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 1975. We were really, really struggling. We were close to going down. Uh, the other team close to going down were Chelsea. Uh, massive game in the lane. It was certainly shown on big match because I think that's where the footage was. Uh, and uh, great game. I remember there was a bit of trouble after the game. But uh, we won. Uh, Alfie Kong got one of them. Let's listen to the goals now. Hay is after him, but that's a good ball by Perryman. Nicely into the path there of John Duncan, who's got Jones in the middle, but problems with Sparrow. Still got it across, though. Now can Jones turn? It's played for Perryman! Yes, and Tottenham has scored! Jones couldn't find the angle 
but he had the sense to find Perryman, and for Perryman, in the end, it was a simple job. Jimmy Neighbour with the corner then for Tottenham. Perryman was right in there. They'll come now, maybe, for Alfie Kahn. Yes, by Kahn! What was your memory of this one? And this is quite an iconic game for Spurs fans of a certain age because it was such a important match, wasn't it? Oh my God, Mike! It, it, was it important? <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I had the program. I was looking the program up the other day, and, and I think there was thirty-nine games already played. Um, we we were third from bottom, and Chelsea were fourth from bottom. Right. Um, but they played, I think they played more games than, than we had. Um, but anyway, uh, again, by this time I was up on the train to the match and um, went with the Palamine. Um, had to pick the tickets up at uh, Uncle Henry's brother's house in Lansdowne Road, Tottenham, which was a, a regular thing at mm. that time. We used to go and pick the tickets up. Nice free, free pass for the enclosure. Nice. And I can remember getting there you know, pretty early to the match after picking the tickets up, walking round to the ground, and the high road was absolutely mobbed. Uh, I mean, absolutely. It reminded me of the, um, uh, dare I say, the the Arsenal game in '71 when the high road was just just a sea of people. And this this was the same. This was at, the, at quarter past one for a three o'clock kickoff. It was absolutely packed. And anyway, we pushed our way through, got into the enclosure. And, um, you know, again, we were there fairly early, but but the ground was was pretty darn full, you know, by, by two o'clock. A lot of people say this, a lot of people, I mean, I know we played obviously the 67 Cup final, but a lot of people will say this is kind of where the rivalry and the real hatred that Chelsea have for Tottenham, a lot of people will point at this game and say this is what's because it effectively did send them down. I remember in the game, I think it was Ray Wilkins, Mr. Nap, very young Ray Wilkins, missed an absolute sitter that I think would have been the uh, certainly at least the equaliser. I think Jennings pulled off some incredible saves as well. I remember, I remember he tipped one over the bar from a head of like six, seven yards out header. Do you remember Hutchinson those moments? Header. Yeah, Hutchinson header, Hutchinson. Charlie Cook little cross. That's right. Yeah, um, uh, you know, just a wonder save that. But, but it, just just before the match, um, you, you mentioned uh, uh, the yobs. Well, the pitch was was full. Imagine um, um, 2017 when we were we were there for good reasons. Um, the pitch was full of uh, long haired uh, bell bottoms, Doctor <laughs> Martins. And uh, this is another thing why Chelsea don't like us so much, um, because it was it was just a free for all. It was an absolute free for all. And if you watch the footage on the big match now on YouTube, um, and when the players come out, Butch Wilkins leads Chelsea out and whatever. There's still fans on the pitch. Oh really? Oh, I've to chat that again. This was the sort of clearing up before the three o'clock kickoff. The amazing thing was we kicked off nearly on time as well. Yeah. And the pitch had been full with fighting yobs for, uh, wow. you know, for a good half an hour. Wow. But um, no, but the, going back to the actual actual game, I mean, it was it was just uh, a nail-biting nail job. As I say, there was nearly as many people outside as there were inside. As 51,000 gates were closed. Um, and, 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 you know, you even had the park lane in those days with the scarves up singing You Never Walk Alone when, when we went 2-0 two, two up and um, Stevie P scoring and, of course, Alfie Kong getting the, 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 the second one and, you know, he was sort of hero worship at he that was. time. But, but eventually, of course, a few days later, we played Leeds. I was at that as well on the Monday night. We lost, didn't we lose to Arsenal between it? We had Arsenal. We That's lost 1-0 right. at lost. Highbury, and then the Leeds one uh, was obviously an absolute must-win. Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, the Highbury game, as you mentioned that, um, we lost 1-0 there, but Alfie Conn sat on the ball at Highbury. And if you go on YouTube, you'll find that of that game, with him sitting on the ball. Oh, really? What you won't find is him sitting on the ball, 
during the Leeds game. That's right. Which he did. That's right. And, and of course, upset everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not not Spurs fans, but yeah. uh, certainly certainly the Leeds players. Anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean that that was really um, um, uh, a, a, a nerve tangling game and. When you look back, that was 75. It took us another two years to finally go down. Yeah. But we were bad from 75 to 77. We were. I mean, your, your fifth choice again was the sort of the, the Renaissance, the beginning. The Argentinians were signed, obviously, um, after the World Cup in 78. Now, I, I, I remember seeing this game. I, somewhere out there, there is footage because I, 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 well, it was news footage. It was a big deal. Our dealers and Villa's uh, debut. Uh, 19th of uh, August 1978. But since then, it's never cropped up yet on YouTube. So instead of that, I found probably one of their first press conferences that the two Argentinians did on the pitch at White Hart Lane. Let's listen to a bit of the interview there from their first press conference. Ricardo, uh, what are your first impressions of, of England and Tottenham Hotspur? ¿Cuáles son tus primeras impresiones de Inglaterra y de este equipo? Bueno, como ciudad de Inglaterra, o Londres, mejor dicho, me parece una ciudad magnífica. El grupo, que, la impresión que tengo del grupo también me pareció bárbaro, muchachos muy alegres y realmente da ganas de convivir con ellos. Well, um, London is magnificent. As to the club and the boys, they're wonderful, very happy, very friendly, and I'm looking forward to playing with them. Osvaldo, what do you think your main problems will be playing football in England? Uh, ¿Qué te parece que serán los problemas más importantes para jugar fútbol en Inglaterra? Creo que los rivales nuestros. The opponents. What was your, where, where were you when you heard the Argentinians, Argentinians were signed? What was your memory of that moment? Um, just remember that um, the, the, uh, the, the headlines in the newspaper, you know, um, Tottenham have got two World Cup winners, etc., etc., hearing it on the radio. Um, you know, none of us could believe it. I mean, especially the R D list thing, because he'd been sort of picked out by the pundits as, you know, the uh, the player that, that, that got Argentina or kept the Argentina national team ticking. Uh, what was it? A number two he used to wear in that that World Cup in '78, and you thought, you said, how can he be coming to Spurs? You know, with been in the second division, yeah. you yeah. know, and. Uh, and why would he want to come? Yeah. There was another thing at that time. But it, it was just, and, and that's why I've picked this game, really, obviously, is um, is, is Ricky and Nozzy. It is their actual first game. But it was also us coming back after that season in the second division, which, um, you know, I went to most of the games that year. And, and you know, as a young young person, I've just left school, and and you know it was a difficult season, but as you know, Mike, you've spoken to many people who, who, who went to games during that time, and it was it was a great great time, and it brought Spurs fans together without yeah, I doubt. Think it did. Absolutely. I think it was the beginning of of it. Of it, it was. I, I I feel, but I, I can remember going up there in a, a mate of mine's um, uh, escort van. And he just passed his test, and he was the first one out of all of us that, that passed oh. their test. So we were all in the back. I don't know how many of us there were, there were but uh, yeah, he 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 drove up. It was a bright, hot summer's day in Nottingham. Um, they were the champions, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah, they were indeed. And uh, you know, as you you went over the sort of Trent Bridge to the to the to the stadium, there was the you know the, the normal um, punch ups taking place, like anyone that's been to Nottingham. Probably as as seen firsthand, and uh, that was sort of part and parcel of following Tottenham mm. away, I suppose. But uh, no, we got into the ground, and um, what is now the Brian Clough stand that's got the uh, you know the seats and look like our old our old West, our, our new old West Stand from eighty one onwards, if if you, if you know what I mean. And that wasn't there. There was sort of quite a big terrace, and we had half of it. And I can remember thinking, my God, they're not going to get any more in here. It was just so, so packed. And uh, as, as we got nearer and nearer to kick-off, more and more Spurs fans were coming in and they were all taken around the, um, uh, again, the outside of the pitch. They were sitting on, uh, you know, pitch side 
Um, it was just a marvellous support and it was just, just um, you know, you felt we're back. Yeah. You know, we're back. And, and then the Argentinians came out. Mm. Um, but it was a real mix of a team, wasn't it, yes. that, that, that side? I mean, when you think about it, we had these two World Cup winners. We had Hoddle mm. and then we had Moores and Armstrong as our front two yeah. Um, in, yeah. in that game. So we, we were... Uh, you know, we we were certainly work in progress uh, coming back up. It was just so good to be to be back where we belong, really. It was. Well, let's go to a quick yeah. break, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, Kevin's final five of his top ten Tottenham. And we're back from the break. Now, th- this one I think most Spurs fans of an age will remember. And you've kind of gone, you've gone for. Two games back-to-back. I'm talking of... And I'm, I'm glad you uh, picked these as well. It's, I think certainly the replay would be in my top 10. The FA Cup semi-final at Hillsborough against Wolverhampton Wanderers and then the replay, the extraordinary replay at Highbury. Let's listen now to Glenn Hoddle's wonderful free kick that put us 2-1 up at Highbury. And then from the second game, uh, the extraordinary second goal uh, with Garth Crooks's second from that game. Still with Tottenham. Now Ardiles. Back from Hoddle. Ardiles goes down. The Tottenham players applaud. Now the question is, as the free kick is given, is it on the edge? Which it seems to be, rather than a penalty. Ardiles going down there. Brought down by Berry. Who strikes it? So what were your memory of these two games, Kevin? Yeah, I, 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 I was a bit cheeky putting the two together. It's quite all right. I, I don't mind. I, I, I wanted to, to to mention the first game because it does get forgotten, yeah. I, I, I think. And firstly, it was very controversial, yeah. particularly near the end. Um, and, 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 and also... Um, you know, this was a sort of precursor to the Liverpool disaster, yeah. if you like. Um, I was in Leppins Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, again, drove up um, with a friend of ours and um, uh, we ended up, we were in bright and early in, into the stadium. But again, just to remind younger listeners, this was our first FA Cup semi-final. God, I th- I, I'm correct to say that since 67, it been a while. I mean, I don't remember, we hadn't been in the semi We had an awful, yeah, awful... Cup, yeah. Awful, awful run in the FA Cup before that. We had a few quarterfinals, remember, against United late sevens. But this was a big deal. We hadn't been in a semi-final in 14 years. Certainly the first that one I could remember going to. This It was a big deal going up to Hillsborough, uh, which, you know, a bit of a schlep at the best of times, but certainly it was in the early 80s. It, 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 and again, the amount of spurs there was extraordinary. It, it was my absolutely spot on. You, you summed it up great. It, it, you know, the, just going up the M1. I mean, it was just a, it was just a, a fantastic feeling. Spurs everywhere, and and you know, you, you you got up. You couldn't really sleep the night before. It was a semi-final of the FA Cup, and in those days on neutral grounds, um, 
you know, it, 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 youngsters can't really understand it because the FA Cup's just not what it was. Mm. And, and but at that time, it was the it was the trophy. And going, really. I just remember those memories, which you get, you sort of get now, but you get a whole mix of fans. That whole thing about stopping off at Watford Gap or Newport Pagnell, uh, all these things, and just spurs everywhere. And this is when we had a, a reputation. I remember the West Brom 82 League Cup semi-final first leg, which I think was nil-nil. Martin Yol got sent off. I remember going to a service station the way back and it had been just been smashed to smithereens by Tottenham fans. We had a bit of a reputation then, didn't we, for yeah, smashing we up service really stations. <laughs> We're a pleasant lot, really. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. That as, as I say, getting up there like like we did, and and, and I thought I had a great position in the ground. Uh, Leppin's Lane. I was in the middle, absolutely in the middle behind the goal, but right at the back, and we positioned there so that we're not moving from here. It's such a you know, it was above crossbar height, that, that sort of lower tier of the terracing, and um, I, I, I I can recall. Getting closer to kickoff it, it, again, the the, the the air of the pen was getting tighter and tighter, and sort of fifteen twenty minutes before kickoff, we were being pushed further and further to the front. So our uh, delightful little spot we thought we'd got for good had long gone, and, uh, and by this time I, I was being pushed towards the you know literally t- towards the bottom of the terrace, and. Uh, uh, then, as the uh, as the minutes rolled on to kick off, um, there's Spurs fans climbing over the fencing. So you can see this on YouTube, as I'm sure you you, you have uh, uh, looked at it. But uh, you know, fans climbing over the top, Spurs fans being taken round the the outside of the uh, uh, of the pitch to plant them at the other end, um, the Wolves end, which I don't think was full. Um, and, and, and again, you know. The biggest supported club were given that Leppings Lane, um, like Liverpool were when they played Forest, and uh, you know it, it was quite sort of scary. But you you didn't think for one minute, you know, I mean, who does that that there that there was going to be a, a, a disaster? But it, so it turns out when you read afterwards, you know, there was thirty five injured fans and um, you know broken arms and this sort of thing. So. You know, there, there was something really that was, um, you know, was was going to happen in the end. And the warnings, and, uh, and the warnings, tragically, obviously, weren't heeded. And this was a good few years before uh, Hillsborough disaster. So the, the the fact that it, you know it, it wasn't heeded for such a long amount of time is, is scandalous. Yeah, absolutely scandalous. But but uh, there we are. They didn't listen, and um, unfortunately. 90-odd people pay for their lives, didn't they, with their lives um, for, for people yeah. not listening. And obviously with, with the actual game, the first leg, again, we're winning, we're thinking through. And good old Clive Thomas, uh, who is always a, always a controversial referee from blowing the whistle when the ball was midair in a World Cup final match uh, when the teams thought they'd scored and it was disallowed. He, he, I mean, it was again. I remember being. I remember crying. I was about ten or eleven. I remember crying once he gave the penalty and Hibbert, I think, also got up and scored. And I remember an old old guy behind me said, "Don't worry, son. Don't worry. We'll 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 beat them and all that." And I was like, "Really? Will we? Will we?" And it was like you know, it was a big thing because we kind of thought we'd blown our chance, only then to be told the replay will be at Highbury. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you, if you again watch that on YouTube, that Clive Thomas incident, um, it was a Glenn Hoddle tackle, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, very, un- very uh, unusual Glenn Hoddle tackle. He was back in his own box yeah. in the dying moments. Yeah. And if you watch it again, well, you certainly don't need VAR to tell no. you that he took the ball, yeah. and, and, uh, and it was just just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, this was in the dying moments of the game. Uh, they scored from the penalty, and um, you know, off we trudged down the M1 again, um, brassed off, uh, and then we were told the replay is going to be at Highbury, um, which um, sort of gave you a little bit more of a, uh, a spring in your step. But uh, yeah, going on to the replay game, obviously it's folklore now with the with the three nil win and and everything else. But I, I think to me, it's remembered as much for. Um, Standing in that north bank, yeah. 
and and, yeah. and, and just thinking how they're feeling at home yeah. while it was on the TV and. Uh, and, and and that literally the whole stadium, apart from half the clock end. Yes, it was. Spurs. Yeah, it was extraordinary. It, it was extraordinary night. Yeah, the atmosphere was just 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 wonderful, wasn't it? And um, and then the performance. Well, I mean, it's um, we, we wiped the floor with them, oh, didn't we? And, yeah, uh, it was a early goal. Um, you know, Crook's two goals. I mean, he was lightning, and uh, and Ricky Villa finished it off with a. You know, with a, a beauty with his left foot. Yeah. But, uh, no, that 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 was a that was a special moment, and I I would suggest many Spurs fans who who were there, you know, will sort of concur with that. Yeah, one. yeah without a doubt. Your next one again, uh, obviously on majority of people's uh, lists. It was the FA Cup final replay. Never tired of saying, let's listen to that Ricky Villa goal. And still Ricky Villa, what a fantastic run, he scored, amazing goal by Ricky Villa. The big man from Argentina went round one, two, three, Joe Corrigan came to block and Villa squeezed it in. As we see it again from behind the goal, just look how many players he twisted and turned past and then got his shot in. So, what was your memory of of of, of, of the, the, the maybe the first game and then and then the replay? We was, was yeah, it I mean, straightforward. Get, were, you, were you season ticket holder at this stage, or how, how did you get the tickets at this stage? I, I got tickets um, uh, through somebody I knew actually, and um, uh, although um, that that was a sort of little period um, in my life, as I I mentioned earlier, I was playing um, football sort of late seventies, early eighties. And uh, I wasn't going to all the games. Mm. I was going to the midweek games, and um, and certainly the games towards the end of the season when I, I, we weren't playing. I, I you know, mm. I'd, I'd be able to go to a Spurs game, but I had tickets for the for the first game. Um, it, you know, it was after the Lord Mayor's show. I mean, it's it's the pomp and ceremony of uh, you know of the football fixture list, isn't it? The the eighth or used to be uh, the, the FA Cup final and. And, and and that was no different. Is it was it the hundredth? That's right, the hundredth final. That's correct. It? Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you, we didn't really turn up. I didn't think. No. First. No, we were very very lucky to get yeah. to the replay. We probably were actually, and and you know, my my thoughts on 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 the first game really, um, you know, I don't remember too much of it apart from the Hutchinson, um, you know, chesting from the. Hoddle free kick that, that was deflected in um, that, that took us to the replay. But the replay, I, I remember so much of, of going there with a bunch of mates. Um, I think we went to the Torch Pub, um, which in fact wasn't open, um, <laughs> but we were in the back garden drinking cans right. and like like lads do sort of thing. And uh, so again, bright and early, we got into the stadium and I was on the upper tier of the terracing directly behind the goal at the front. I'd tell you, Mike, it couldn't have been a better... If I asked to be positioned somewhere within that stadium, and certainly the way things transpired, I'd want to be standing there. And it, and it was great. Nobody could budge me. I was right <laughs> against the, <laughs> the stanchion. And uh, it happened to be at that, that end yeah. Uh, yeah, where, where it all happened. But... Uh, yeah, it was just 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 a, a wonderful wonderful evening, and the way it, way it turned out. And <clears throat> I think Stevie Perriman's mentioned it before that eighty-one win, and it, it was sort of the start of everything. Mm. And, and 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 it was Spurs being back yeah. where we think they belong. You know, the euphoria. Winning. I mean, I still remember. I'm welling up thinking about it. The memory of that euphoria, because again, as I said on this show before. Then fourteen years felt like a bloody long time uh, not to achieve anything, and and the euphoria of of, of winning and, and winning with style and winning in the Tottenham way was so important, and still is so important to us fans. Uh, oh, it absolutely. was it, it, look. There's obviously memories coming up later, but very very little will surpass that eighty one cup win. No, yeah, absolutely right. Again, Mike, it, it was one of those, I think, if you'd gone through the 70s, 
where we were a funny, funny side during the seventies. I mean, it, it was it was just a weird decade. You know, we we'd had success. We were in finals, and then we were terrible. Then we were even worse than terrible, relegated. And then we came back, signed the Argentinians. Hoddle came through, um, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, uh, that that was just sort of the pinnacle. We were back there, and I I can just think to myself, you know, and, and shouting out, "We're back! We're back!" You know, yeah. and, and we really were back then. I felt it's uh, that eighty-one side, and 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 to this day, that you know, they're they're such a tight bunch. Those players, yes, and, they are. Um, they are. They still do so much together. You're you're, you're yeah, right. You're it, it's right. just. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you. I, I think back now over my fifty odd years of going, that you know, I, I I think that that's the one side. Although it's not the one side that I I, I can recite one to eleven immediately. It's it's the side that I I feel were Tottenham. You yeah, know, were were real Spurs. Yeah, in, in, in my lifetime. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but but no, we 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 finished off after the ground, uh, going off to Trafalgar Square. Oh, nice. and, um, it's the first time I've had a swim. Yeah. Um, I, I, I must say, <laughs> yeah, that, that was the place. Uh, but, that was the place to go. If you didn't go back to White Hart Lane for some reason, as a fan, then it was like, who's going to Trafalgar Square? Who's going to Trafalgar Square? It's a weird that's it. thing, yeah. really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the thing, wasn't it? That's Maybe what you did. You know? and, uh, it was. Uh, was the thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, it's not the easiest journey from, um, no, you know, from, exactly. from Wembley to Trafalgar Square. So it doesn't really make sense, really. But yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we are. Great, great evening. And uh, to say that's that's one that probably out of all of these will really, mm. really live with me, if I'm honest. Number eight, without a doubt, one of the greatest nights at White Hart Lane. Uh, for those of us lucky to 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 be there that night. I'm talking about, obviously, the 1984 UEFA Cup second leg as we lifted the UEFA Cup for the second time. Um, a lot of people before have, 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 have want, want to play the Tony Parks moment, but here is the Graham Roberts moment, the, the equaliser that got us the penalty shootout. Let's listen to that now. Well, they get it home, Falco! And it might come from Martinez! Oh, he's hit the crossbar! the storybook return there for Ardiles and he's hit the crossbar Roberts he's done it 1-1 what a sight and what a sound and Roberts the captain has made it 1-1 for Spurs after Ardiles had hit the crossbar Anderlecht breathed again and thought they'd got it away there are only six minutes left back it comes again and suddenly stumbling through with a beautiful touch at the finish Graham Roberts has made it 1-1 Brian Clough I can't believe the, I can't believe the situation Ardiles should have scored quite easily and he didn't and you're dead right when they just relaxed momentarily thinking they'd escaped and across it came again what was your memory of that I mean this was I know fans older than us will, will, will cite Benfica in 62 as as being up there but I think kind of for our generation that 84 night then was the greatest night evening game at the lane, would you agree? Yeah, I, I would. My, in my time, you know, as you say, the, the early sixties and you know, the first time in the, the European Cup, I can, you know, imagine and you listen to the stories, Cliff Jones tells, etc. You know, about the crowd and how wonderful it was, and sixty-five thousand in the lane for these 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 ties, and you know, and you sort of think, well, I wish I'd I'd, I'd, I'd seen a bit about that, but I think, as you say. I think this this was our time, if you like, at eighty four final, and have it on your own, you know, your your, your own ground, um, and you know, the, the listen to the said off air with with every one of the, the previous guests and who have mentioned this game, and you know, everybody felt the same. It was just like a carnival atmosphere as you you walked into the stadium. You know, it, it was it was full from 
early doors, you know, from quarter past six that you couldn't get on the shelf. Um, and, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the songs were being sung early doors and it, it was just, um, you know, you just, just felt there was, felt a good feeling that something was going to happen on this night. It was going to be a great night. And uh, I wouldn't say the actual game, again, a lot of it, um, it was more uh, nervy. Very nervy, very nervy game. Yeah, and because they were an extremely good team, weren't yeah. they, uh, Anderlecht mm, at that time? Absolutely. Uh, and again, as mentioned by your previous guests, you know, our, our uh, run-up into that um, uh, into that final, again, it wasn't easy. People look back on it now, oh, you've won a UEFA Cup, what does that mean, and, and all the rest of it. But, you know, you, you look at our, our runs in the UEFA Cup, even in 74 we got to the final, but they weren't easy games, and, and, and you... You, you were meeting these sides who were top of their leagues at the time. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, they weren't, obviously haven't won their, their, their uh, uh, league but uh, the previous season. But no, we really played some, some difficult sides there and, and got through. And again, you know, we played that final, the second leg, with so many of our top players mm. missing. No, no. Um, you know, and probably the greatest of them all was missing in in Glenn and and you know and Stevie P missing and you know to to other sides that would have been it. Lesser, lesser teams, no know, chance. They, they, they wouldn't have seen it through. No chance. You're absolutely right. The, Which, and the, uh, the 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 um, penultimate one. You talk about away trips now in Europe. An extraordinary match. Uh, a lot of people have picked the kind of the second game. Uh, at the lane, which I still think was also one of the greatest night games I've ever seen at Spurs. But this is the one, the San Siro. A big deal to a lot of people who went there to see Tottenham in the San Siro, San Siro maybe who were too young to see us there in 72. The extraordinary match, 4-0 down, and then Gareth Bale, just incredible second half. Let's listen to all those goals now. And now Bale up against Mykon. Away from him, away from Zanetti. First time Bale's really stretched his legs and what a goal! Magnificent run from Gareth Bale. Tottenham suddenly spring to life early in the second half. Interception there by Bale. He sure gets his foot in there and Bale suddenly now is in space. Robbie Keane racing forward to get up with him. Oh, and he didn't need it! Stunning strike from Gareth Bale. Late in the day, and to little avail, but no less spectacular for that. Gareth Bale's second goal of the night. And in many respects, it was almost a carbon copy of his first goal. They cannot cope with his pace and strength. Time, but Tottenham certainly adding respectability to the scoreline here. Maybe time for a third. It's Bale! It's a hat trick! What an incredible finish to the match! Two goals in two minutes from Gareth Bale. What was your memory of travelling there and, and being, being at this one and seeing, if you like, the coming of age of, of Gareth Bale as a player? Yeah, it, it, the, way, the reason I picked this one, Mike, it, 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 it was the whole the whole twenty four hours. To be honest with you, it, it was um, you know an early start flight out of uh, Stansted in, in, into Milan. Um, got to the other end. We were there fairly early. We were there ten a.m. or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a hard old day. That I tell you, I, I met a couple of old schoolmates in the airport, and I said, "Oh well." Why have you, why you come today? And so many people have said the same thing to each other. Well, we're here. We're in the Champions League at long last. We might never come again. Um, and, and this was in a pessimistic Spurs <laughs> fan's head, I think. <laughs> Rightly so. It's very true. Very <laughs> so, true. We, we were taken by a bus in, into the centre of Milan to, to, to the square and... Um, you know, a couple of historic sites walking through, but of course we were more interested in in the beer. And got, got into the got into the square again. 
it, it was just masses of Spurs fans from very early on. Um, and, and as the morning wore off, we were, you know, we were uh, having a few beers, talking to various people. Atmosphere was just wonderful. And uh, there was this young lad we bumped into, and he had a camcorder with him. And he was taking shots of uh, all the Spurs fans jumping up and down, enjoying themselves. And uh, we started talking to him. And um, anyway, he, he kept asking loads of questions on, on, on Spurs. And just, I'm quite delighted to answer them, best I could. And um, anyway, I said, uh, do you follow uh, English football? And uh, he said, well, I'm here for, for, for Inter, he said. But uh, I follow a, a Stockerport County. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, why, why stop? Oh, I want. I want. Once came over to the UK and I, I went to watch them, and uh, they, they've been my team since. Wow. So I said, okay. I said, well, we'll, we'll try to change that. You'll become a Spurs fan. Uh, it's a very long, long story, but he spent just just about all day with us uh, with the camcorder and whatever, and. Um, we'd found out by this time that uh, the restaurants were 15 euros a pint, but you could go in Burger King and get it for three. <laughs> number three, three euros. Wow. So that's what we were doing. This Alessio guy, he, 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 he was with us. So we ended up at a meal in, in a restaurant just off the square. Um, there was about, I don't know, 10, 15 of us. And uh, the story went on that... Um, we finished the meal, and as they do in Italian restaurants, there's your limoncello to finish uh, finish your meal. Well, I was with um, an ex-rugby union international player, need I say more, with alcohol and beer, um, and um, a, a mate of his, or a mate of ours, I should say, Andy Manston, you're, you're, you're coming to the fore now, but these two were off on the limoncello. Six bottles later. Oh, of limoncello. Oh, limoncello. There's a reason the why you get Italian... it in shots because it's like a small yeah. shot is enough. Clean the palate yeah. at the end of the meal. That's enough. Six Absolutely. bottles of limoncello. Six bottles went down. Oh. The little Italian owner of the restaurant, he's had to go out to the supermarket to bring another box yeah. back. We're into this already. I mean, it's it, 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 you had to be there to really, really understand. And this, this uh, Alessio, this this young Italian, he's just watching in awe. He, he, you know, he could drink a pint, yeah. and, and that was it. Yeah. And what are they doing? It's yeah. limoncello. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, uh, he played rugby. I said, uh, and he's mad. And uh, of course. Uh, it, it, it was just such a crack that uh, that afternoon. This is before the game had even kicked off, and of course we turned up at the game. And I must say, it, it, it was just just a wonderful atmosphere that that whole afternoon. And by the time we got into the stadium, we were quite worse for wear. And and all the Spurs fans, of course, were positioned right up. at the very <laughs> top, weren't we, uh, for, for that game? And uh, and by half time, you know, we were, can we go home? Can we? Well, you know, this is terrible. You know, we, you know, we were embarrassing. Oh. And of course, and then there was the bow moments yeah. uh, in the second half, and. Um, as I say, that 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 was um, the making of him, really, wasn't oh, it? I, you know, give us a couple, few more minutes of that game. I think we would have won it. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. like it was probably the most glorious defeat I think I remember as a Spurs fan. We actually came out like we'd won, although we obviously yes. we didn't. It was utterly surreal. Oh yeah. dear, great yeah. great memory. Flew, flew back, and uh, twenty four hours later, I was back in my bed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But uh, it was the full twenty-four hour trip. I think is the reason. There's, I there's something about those twenty-four hour trips. You're right. You you get into these cities so early, and it's kind of changed now. As I've said on previous shows, because now you can go on TripAdvisor and go, oh, I, I'm pre-booked something. But sort of even then, I mean, you know, you just don't know what to do with yourself for such a no. long time and it's all about pacing yourself and as you know most Spurs fans don't pace themselves and many Hello. many miss the game completely because they're slumped in some bar <laughs> oh dear anyway we, we, we're gonna end we're gonna end with rightly and I'll never tire of, of acknowledging 
that this will rightly be on most people's list. Let's listen again to Amsterdam. Batista licks away. Ben Davis with a tackle. Here's Son. Sissoko. Here's Deli Alley. Here's Lucas Moura. Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Lucas Moura with the last kick of the game! The Ajax players collapse to the ground! Tottenham Hotspur are heading to the Champions League final with a goal that we just couldn't believe! <laughs> Jermaine Genus is speechless! Absolutely speechless! And so is everyone inside this stadium! I can't believe it, Flick. <laughs> Referee's had a look at the watch. I don't know where he's getting the time from. Here's Sissoko. Get in the corner. Down he goes. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! In the most amazing Champions League semi-final that most of us have ever seen. Even Harry's ankle's looking all right all of a sudden. History made in Amsterdam by Mauricio Pochettino and his players. It's the greatest night in Europe for 35 years since the days of Hoddle and Ardiles, and maybe the best of all time. It's what Champions League dreams are made of. It's a night these players and supporters will never forget. Tottenham Hotspur have come to the Netherlands and reached the promised land. What was your memory of, of, of that one? Uh, did you manage to get a ticket? Yeah, yeah, I had tickets for the game. Um, uh, I think we, t- we took the train to, to, to Amsterdam um, uh, with my pals, Tell uh, AJ, Tafs. And, and a few, few of the other guys, and um, it, it, it was again an early start, if you like. Got into the square there. Did you go with optimism? Did you did you think before the game, we, you know, we were still in this game, or no? <laughs> we're still, but we still, fight, have to, we, still we, have, we still have to go though. You still have to go just in case. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, all the conversation was pessimism, quite <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and uh, all we were interested in really was getting in, into a restaurant afterwards, having a few beers, yeah. and uh, and then going to the stadium. Were, were you and, stay and up, Were you like, staying over this one, or you also yes, go back? Right, stayed over this one. Right, and uh, it, it, it was, um, you know, obviously it was just just um, uh, it was a day of pessimism, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> right the way through the match, of course, as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I say, all the chats in the restaurant were, oh, I can't see us, we haven't got a chance in hell, da di da da Well, of course, by the time we we were in the stadium, the game had kicked off and early doors they scored, you know, it was even more pessimism. And, and um, you know, I, 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 I remember somebody walking out at oh, half-time. Quite a few um, people did us. leave and said, let's go back to the bar yeah. or whatever, but three down, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's finished. It's it's uh, sport our day sort of thing. Mm. But, uh, you know, some of us stayed stayed put and glad we did, actually, mm. uh, uh, at the end of that. But, uh, you know, that, that, that second half will never be forgotten, will it, Will it's... No. Um, you know, it, it, you, you you couldn't write it really. And again, I've heard other people talk about this that uh, say say the same thing. It didn't matter where you were, did it? You know, it's great. I was in the stadium. I was one of the lucky ones. And mm. but um, you know, it, 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 if you're Spurs, you really know what that meant to us yeah. because it was, you know, it, our club had never done it before. You could say we, sh- we 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 should have done. We should have. Um, you could say this now in, in our whole history. We're, we're underachievers, mm-hmm. um, but you felt we were we were not underachieving, didn't you? Mm. But we got to that final, and and we were in the big time. We were at the top yeah. table, and 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 when that third goal went in, obviously everyone went absolutely berserk. Um, you know, uh, beside us. Um, but uh, me, I was just. Going berserk, but quietly in the back of my head, I was just thinking, just think, all those Gooners, Chelsea fans, West Ham mm-hmm. fans, they're watching this on telly. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that that was my overall. It, it was our moment for once. It was our moment. It was. 
it, it, it was ours. And, yeah. um, you know, we waited so long for this. And, um, you know, you just shouting at the top, we're going to Madrid, we're going to Madrid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't quite work out good for us, but I wouldn't take that, that game away from yeah. My Spurs support in life. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, many people will sort of go off on you lost the final, whatever the semi final. But no, you're you're absolutely right. And 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 yes, obviously the final was a huge disappointment, poor game, the the, the early penalty. But and I was obviously despondent, but we always always have Amsterdam, I think. You know, to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we stayed overnight and uh and, and part of the hotel deal was uh, um, uh, a breakfast at IKEA. Did <laughs> <laughs> he vouch for IKEA? <laughs> we went and had breakfast in IKEA, wow. and uh, there was Ajax fans coming up to us. You support Tottenham Hotspur? Yeah, we do. Yes, very well done. Oh. And I thought you wouldn't get that, would you, in a no. North London uh, calf no. um, after you got knocked out of the. Uh, Champions League semi-final in the last minute. Absolutely so. not. Well, look, we're going to continue this conversation for our Patreon listeners. Uh, go to patreon.com slash and sign up. But for now, Kevin, thank you so much for your memories on Top 10 Tottenham. The Kings of White Hart Lane. Top 10 Tottenham! This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.